You are now tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own Explosive Entertainment. Explosive Entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall and Mike Langzer. Welcome to Mastering Mitzvahs Podcast, live, episode 64. Mike Langzer, Dylan Weissman, Jordan Marshall texted us from afar, watching us. Uh, how you doing, I think man? that was... I think that was the longest introduction you've ever, we've ever had before we actually started getting into this thing. You fired up. I, well, because this is such a fun topic for me because this is where real professionals get creative. That's where it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, I want to tell you a story about uh, an event that I did and what my team was just so ready to do. And we train our team this way. So let's talk about the fact that we have super awesome creative dancers and DJs and entertainers. And when things go wrong, and I put the air quotes up, when things go wrong, what does everyone's job look like? As an MC, as a DJ, as a dancer, as a photographer, videographer, caterer, or whatever it may be. So I'm gonna talk about the most common one that happens uh, with for us, which is we lose power or we trip a breaker or something along those lines. Um, with an old venue or a tent situation or something along those lines, okay? We're doing a tent bar mitzvah. Uh, this had to be about four years ago. We're doing a tent bar mitzvah and the generator pops when the caterer plugged into a hot box or whatever it was. And we knew exactly what this was and we were only down for about 15 minutes, but the 15 minutes that we were down for was in the middle of a super high energy dance set. Um... And uh, we're, we're checking in now. Uh, we're seeing that the podcast, yeah, we're storming everywhere, baby. We're storming everywhere. But um, we get to, the, we, we're in the high energy dance set and the power goes off. And instantly our DJ knows, all right, find the problem. The MC knows, use your voice, command the crowd. Everyone's looking at you like you did something wrong, even though it was something you, completely out of your control. Dancers start making beats up with their hands and feet and we have a acapella dance set where we're singing and we're dancing and we're shouting to tunes and 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 that is really what we do instinctively when the power goes out but then it was down for longer than that threshold of five six minutes so in my oh crap kit that i that i have right next to me is a pair of drumsticks that i have from when i was in high school marching band and i take those drumsticks turn over a road case and we start playing. So nice. we are nice. playing, we're playing, we're making up beats, we're doing our own thing. And that is just instant creativity done by a team that is well-trained. So that's my thunderstorm or, or not even thunderstorm story, but my power outage story. And the reason earlier I talked about Adam White's being the perfect candidate to talk about this is because, thanks Zach for checking in, man. Um, the perfect candidate to talk about this, Adam White's, is that he competed at the DJ of the Year competition where he did the what to do when things go wrong competition set where he had tap dancers and he had, um, you know, glow sticks and he had all kinds of crazy things go on where basically he simulated what would happen if the power went out and that's how he won his DJ of the Year. So he would have been a a, a perfect candidate for this topic. 
Now, there's lots of ways that we can talk about, you know, what to do when things go wrong. So, but now, Mike, I want I want you to share some of your stories. What what to do when things go wrong from a from a mitzvah <laughs> standpoint? I feel like I have a handful of them, and and they all revolve around power. Um, you know, which is one of the very few things that are really out of our control. Um, yes, we can have generators on site, and you know, but uh, a minute without power, without audio feels like an eternity and i mean we are sweating bullets when it happens um i will actually think back to probably right around this time last year i think it was it was right around memorial weekend and uh, we just had equipment issues with power and, and no matter what we did cross-referencing everything was fine we test everything do the grand entrance and we made it just through the grand entrance and this, the uh, controller started uh, messing up the music. I, I mean, just the, the song wasn't playing in order. You couldn't load up songs. And I knew I had to do surgery right there. And I, I looked at Mike P and I said, Mike, you got to do this acapella for a couple of seconds here. And I had two dancers. And I had an extra controller with me. And we literally, I, I, I kind of directing people. It was almost like hospital, like, I'm going to lift this controller. You guys are going to take the other one. You're going to slide it on underneath. I'm going to unplug these wires, plug the other. And it, it happened so quickly. And meanwhile, Mike P was still on the microphone. We never lost a microphone because we had an extra mic on site that got plugged into the back of a speaker. So he was able to speak. And if I remember correctly, if I'm not mixing up my stories, I even put an iPod into the speaker and played some music. Now, I wasn't able to mix, you know, and pick songs per se, but there was something ambient going on. And it just happened you know, that we got through the grand entrance and that was like, all right, everybody take your seats. We're going to shuffle around and, you know, before we get started with our formalities. So, you know, don't panic. And maybe that that's where, that's my point is don't panic. I, I you know, I was freaking out on the inside, but on the outside, oh, yeah. you would have, you would have thought I had this, you know, happen to me a hundred times. And because if we panic, our staff panics or our staff panic, then the guests see it and, the parents freak and it's just a whole big mess. Yeah, so. I, I agree. I agree. Um, game rule one of any professional when things go wrong is to not panic because in most cases they are easy fixes when you really hammer it home and understand it. And um, here is where you can tell the the good from the better from the best uh, when it comes to for entertainers. Um, when things... Let, let's talk about power for a second. I know that when power goes out we need to find the thing that tripped the breaker per se right mm -hmm. so having all of your wires coming in and out of the mixer labeled and taped down correctly and organized where it's not a jumbled mess is first of all good practice so you don't trip but also it makes it easier to fix these problems and that's a standard xe practice where can, can, we're, me, we're gonna right i, I want to cut you for just a quick second if any venue managers are watching I have to profess this. Label your outlets. You know, get a little P-touch labeler and put on it, you know, breaker 112, you know, rack B, you know, whatever it might be. Um, because I can't tell you how often or not we go to a venue and something trips and nobody, nobody there knows, oh, well, there's a breaker panel in this closet. There's a breaker panel in the basement. And they just don't know. And, and what could be a quick, simple fix, just flipping the breaker becomes a, you know, I got to find the owner. The owner's not on site. We got to call him. And 
you know, so label your breakers. It's simple. It's especially the ones that, you know, bands or DJs are using. Um, because I, I know, Dylan, you probably want to finish your point. I'm sorry for cutting you off. But I could think of this instance that happened uh, in, in Cindy, who was watching. She was there, I believe. It was her event that we did. And we had to just run cable elsewhere. I mean, we were literally running wires outdoors, out through windows, because nobody knew how to reset the breaker. And uh, it was it was one of those venues that just didn't have enough power in the room to begin with. And, you know, that, these situations. So sorry for cutting you off, but... There's, there's my tip to venues, label everything. I, I, I agree. Um, really, the point that I was trying to hit is that when things go wrong with power, it's often easily tracked by what cords we have running where. So having an entertainment company that, that really is so focused on the little details where they tape and label their wires down the right way. I mean, first of all, aesthetically, it's going to look so much better in all of your photos where you wouldn't realize that they're there. But also it makes it easier for us to know, oh, wow, we have a bad wire here or this outlet's done. We got to move everything over here. So it makes it easier to troubleshoot as well. Um, uh, another another concept of when things go wrong um, that most clients will never know is how about timing when things are, are off in the timeline? I mean, um, we work really closely with all the caterers, but there are times where, for example – um, the food is 10 minutes behind. What do you do for those 10 minutes? Having a built-in redundancy plan, which could be as simple as, all right, here are the three songs we're going to go to if we need more. Or here is the, we're going to now move the speech from here to here. So that's flexibility, right? That redundancy and flexibility buys the time. And that's only going to look really good on the professional side, right? Put the group photo here instead. Things of that nature. Well, I think we all have some tricks in our back pocket that we could use when needed. And, you know, uh, it, you know, timelines are certainly important, but they're meant to be guidelines, not, you know, the absolute. Sure. Um, and I, I can think of a party in Jersey City where, um, you know, the grandfather just got lost. He just couldn't find the place no matter what we did. And the family just didn't want the montage played until he got there. And, you know, we, we held off. Uh, now, we held off and held off and held off. And then it was getting awkward. And we were like, all right, we got to start dancing and we'll show the montage during dessert. We don't want to just, you know, hey, everybody, grandpa's here. Party stops. Watch a 10-minute montage. So we, you know, behind the scenes talking to dad, we just simply said, let's show it during dessert. And, and that is your good alternative time to show a montage you know if you're yeah. not going to show it during dinner show it during dessert um i my, one of my favorite stories i probably shared this on these this um podcast prior but um when a fire alarm went off and mike p was the mc and he handled it so perfectly uh, you know number one i'm going to say that this is a reason why clients need to book professionals and number two for those professionals who are listening take advice on this one Fire alarm goes off just after the grand entrance. You got all this energy. You got all the people in the room. And now all of a sudden you have to evacuate. Um, what Mike did was brilliant. He asked all of the dancers, go grab a handful of party favors. Uh, they didn't know why. He just said, shut up, do it, get the party favors and help get these kids you know, downstairs and outside. Then there happened to be a magician that did cocktail hour. And he was just clean, finishing cleaning up all of his stuff. 
And Mike says to the magician, don't go anywhere. I need you. I know you're done 15 minutes ago, but I need you to help me here. And Mike created a little party in the parking lot. He had the magician still doing tricks. He played games with the kids. He did trivia with the kids. And the party favors became um, prizes for contests that Mike ran in the parking lot while they were waiting on the fire department to come and clear the building. I, you know, that is brilliant. And it's the true testament of a professional. Yeah, I agree. I've told you my fire alarm story where I watched Jasmine in Chicago um, use the fire alarm as the tempo to the song. It yeah. wasn't an evacuation si- situation. It was like the optic sensor got tripped by like a haze machine or something like that where it wasn't time to evacuate. It was just, all right, we got to get it reset. But this thing is blaring over music, so she used it as the tempo to the song and made a dance out of it. I thought that was mm-hmm. amazing. Um, yeah. I've had the situation where we've had EMTs called, and we're not going to talk about why or the gloom that comes with it, but having the right staff to pull and prod and, and have another area that you can go to is really great. Um, where we played, uh, we played a King of the Hill style Coke Pepsi, where we played Coke Pepsi, and then the winners of the three games of Coke Pepsi we played played in the Ultimate Championship, and like. We got creative with it, and I don't know why, and I don't know how, and we just did it. Um, and it's that creativity that brings forth and shows the experience. Um, I think that a, a real big tip to take away from that is we love our timelines, we love our order of events, but build in these soft moments where flexibility is allowed to happen. And don't freak out if it has to change. That's why you hire so- professionals to do the right thing. You know, Dylan, a lot of the advice that we're giving here are on things that we could do. But, uh, you know, Jordan shared some advice uh, a couple months back where um, during cocktail hour, the the kid, the guest of honor, had uh, his friends were being little jerks. And they threw, I forget if it was ketchup or Shirley Temple, and destroyed his white button-down shirt. And it was his only white shirt that he had. It was his only button-down shirt that he had. And... You know, the family opted to send somebody quickly to a store to buy him another shirt. And that caused almost a 45-minute delay in actually starting the party. Like, guests went upstairs, the party began, and it just never really – there was no grand entrance. They were waiting, waiting, waiting for him to get another shirt. So, you know, the moral of the story, yes, we could be prepared with backup equipment and backup music and generators. And, but families should think these things through. Extra pair of shoes. How many times does a woman's heel break? Yeah. You know, uh, uh, you know, th- th- this kid should have had an extra shirt or two. I, I mean, simple stuff. I, simple stuff. I mean, I, I'm the guy that spills food on me every time I eat. So, <laughs> you know, br- bring extra clothes with you. Uh, I I hear stories of you know an MC will split his pants. You know, at grand entrance. Well, most of our staff are smart enough to have a backup set of clothes uh, or a sewing actually, kit. I think I, or yeah, a sewing I think kit. I told I told the story of Samaj, um Right before this whole COVID thing, got sick at a party. It was food poisoning. It wasn't COVID related. And you know, his pants were destroyed from, you know, healing over in the bathroom. But he had three more sets of pants in his car. I mean, it was like blink of an eye. He was right back and nobody noticed. Other than yeah. the dudes wearing different pants. Yeah. Um, I, I would say that uh, I, I've watched Melinda, one of our dancers, sew a bat mitzvah girl's dress back together after it ripped. Um I think that uh, you take the idea of, all right, what are the things 
that can go wrong from each of our perspective. Uh, and you don't want to think about it, but ask your vendors, hey, what happens if you lose power? Ask your photographer, what happens if you lose power? Typically, photographers are battery operated, so they should they can still shoot. But ask the question. Uh, and ever since Hurricane Sandy, a lot of venues put in you know backup full uh, full venue generators. And and that's great. So ask ask your venue what happens if the power goes out. Will our food still come out hot? Will will uh, our party have to stop? How about what ha- like ask what the contingency plans are? What what if it can happen? What should I expect as the client? And having that conversation is not you being nitpicky. Having that conversation is just you being, um, you wanting to know how you should proceed. And that's okay. That's allowed. You know, we want you to do right. that. It, it also shows what type of quality you're hiring. Ask that right. in your interview process. Ask that when you're when you're hiring a videographer. What happens, you know, if you get sick that day? What do you have? Do you have a backup plan? Ask. You know, you know since Cindy is on here and she's com- commented a few times, you know, she's an exceptional planner and decorator. I've seen her and her team um, do things that, you know, people probably don't think about also, but, um, you know, bring extra candles for the cake, uh, you know, bring extra centerpieces and, and, you know, things happen. Dylan, how many times have you seen, you know, the room is set up, it's beautiful, the photographer gets all these pre-room shots and somebody walks by and knocks over centerpiece just moments before the room opens and, you know, now you've got water all over the linen you've got you know the the centerpiece has basically exploded um have an extra you know and it's not easy and and sometimes it's a costly uh backup but you know moments before guests walk in the room you either want one table to look naked or do you want to have a a quick fix you know sure uh when i when i used to run a venue i always had backup linen but especially you mentioned tent parties especially like off-sites and tents they usually order the exact amount. It, it like, hey, we're gonna have twelve round tables. We're getting twelve teal tablecloths, and I mean, they're like twenty bucks each to rent, thirty bucks each to rent. Rent an extra one, you know, rent an extra three. Um, Cindy's commenting, oh my god, so many times because, you know, things like that happen, and and candles are, you know, candles and candle lighting are one of the worst things. Like, you know, the floating ones, they look beautiful, but. You know, it's inevitable. They they pick up the cake, they move it to the center of the dance floor. One floating candle like flips upside down, and now it's sopping wet. It won't light. Um, have extra, you know, dry candles. And it, it sounds crazy, but like these little things are what makes professionals excel, excel at what they do. Let's let's talk about the fact that there is cost to these things. Um, for example, the centerpieces. It's okay to order one extra centerpiece. It's not going to go to waste. Put it on uh, the card table. Put it on the um, uh, photo booth station. Put it on the kids' cubbies. It's not going to go to waste. Yep. It's yep. not going to go to waste. Yep. But I have I have done personally. Like I've seen a centerpiece just be ripped apart by whatever reason. You take the centerpiece that was off, you know, in a different area, and that's not the centerpiece of that table. Like I've done it, and a lot of times decorators come, they set up, and then they leave. So really, it's on the onus of another professional to make a. a a, a look at that and change it. Um, right. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with having extra. Um, when ordering um, your shirts for like the staff, order extra of those. They become prizes, if anything. 
I, you know, yeah. we watched Darren sweat through 11 shirts at a time. <laughs> a clip. Uh, so, like, having the extra shirts that you buy for the staff that you want them to be included, buy two of each. Who cares? You now have extra swag to give away. It's only coming back to you. You're not going to not have the value of it. But I think that the takeaway there is ask your vendors, is that enough? Is that amount of candy enough for my candy station? Is that amount of centerpieces enough for what we're doing? Right. And if you're worried, order another one. That's okay. Order another one. Yeah. Um, Everybody's on a budget, but, you know, in the grand scheme of these ridiculously expensive parties, an extra 100 or $200 here is unnoticed and can make or break the difference of, you know, having – that 45 minute lull where the bar mitzvah boy had to go get another shirt. You know, if, if, if that family had bought an extra $30 shirt, that 30 minute or 45 minute window of time just wouldn't have been needed. Um, so yeah, you know, great points. I, I think all across the boards, whether, you know, decorators, photographers, DJs, everybody, um, especially the, the host family, you know, think these things through and, you know, no, nobody wants to, worry about worst case scenario but it is a smart move let's talk about wardrobe um because we mentioned it briefly but this is a really good one um especially for our bat mitzvah girls um if you want to play coke pepsi know what kind of dress you're wearing <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm not saying if you have a big flowy dress not to play i'm just saying like that's where i see the majority of wardrobe issues is during a game or a contest being caught on something. So I think that the takeaway there is the change of shoes. So if you don't have different shoes and you're not comfortable wearing socks, that's something you got to think about. And secondly, do you want to be running and moving around quickly in that type of dress? And if not, either don't play that game, be a different part of the game like a judge, or have a change. I've seen a lot of families... Um, have their street clothes and their street clothes is not something that they want to be seen in but when they have a wardrobe issue they don't have anything else to change into so maybe your street clothes consider what you're wearing as the backup do you feel okay with if your dress goes down for some un, you know unseen reason and it's beyond repair are or, your street clothes I, acceptable can I take that to the next level Dylan and you know like brides and grooms often will have like a, a cool t-shirt or sweatshirt or something like, Hey, just married, just tied the knot. Like, you know, for after the wedding, but look, if something happens with the last hour, put that on. Like, you know, yeah, like, they love that. That's a great photo too. So why not do that? You know, why not be prepared in those regards in the mitzvah world? You know, Hey, I just celebrated my, you know, I just rocked out in my mitzvah, you know, a kind of t-shirt. Um, so yeah, there you know there, there's definitely a lot of things that can be done, and you know you mentioned um, Coke and Pepsi. I, that's a big topic: is should the game be played or not? Is your venue have enough space? Um, I can think of a venue I won't mention names where the floor is just jagged and the kids get splinters. So you know, if that's something that you know you want to do, you got to think that through. Yeah. That's okay. Man, you're bringing up all these horror stories. I, I'm no, a very positive podcast today. I, I wanted to talk about fun stuff, happy stuff. I just thought but it was this so... This is a great topic. 
Uh, especially because it's it's monsooning right now. It is it is storming so bad outside of my house and the XE office right now. Um, so I, I can only imagine that this is a really like timely topic. Um, and by no means was it supposed to be a downer because really I think the message is positive. Where it's uh, this is a great way to vet the good professionals from the better professionals from the best. It's a great way for clients to think about things uh, from another viewpoint. What happens if my dress rips? What happens if I get sick? What happens if this, 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 this? Uh, and those are great thought processes, not because they're going to happen, but because you should consider what the option is after the fact. Um, I wish that at my you wedding know? I had another shirt to change into because I was sweating after the first dance set and I looked weird <laughs> in photos. Like I, I just wish I did. did. You know what? Um, one of the problems that's way out of our hands and something that we hardly deal with but we always hear about is buses so maybe we should just chat about that for a quick second it's a great one if you're busing the kids from temple to the party um a is the bus there on time b is the bus get lost i mean like it blows my mind that you hear these stories but um you know families plan ahead a do your research and book the right trusted bus companies um you know even if it costs a little extra insist that you pay extra for them to arrive early. You know, if Temple's supposed to let out, let's say at 12 o'clock, make sure the bus is there by 11.15, 11.30. I mean, sometimes the rabbi finishes up quickly and the kids are all ready to go and the bus isn't there. Or other times the bus gets, you know, stuck in traffic. Right? I mean, pay a little extra and, and have them arrive early. Uh, and uh, gosh, nobody should get lost these days because of GPS. And, but type up word for word, left right directions of you know how the bus leaves the temple and where it gets you know to the party yep. you know make sure they follow that strictly and the chaperone you put on the bus which every bus should have a chaperone it, it should yeah um, yeah make sure that they know where they're going like don't put a 16 year old who's never driven that route before in charge if they're going to be the one that that has to to navigate it right so I mean, do the test run, that kind of thing. I mean, I I, I talk with the other time because we're about seven weeks away from our, our due date, and she's like, you know how to get to the hospital, right? You know how to get to, you know how to get to it in every direction, right? What happens if this road's closed? What happens if this road's closed? That kind of thing. So make sure your bus is ready for that type of uh, of operation. Is what happens if our roads close? What do you do in that situation? And I know that we're dependent on GPS, but it's not the point. The point is that is there redundancy and contingency available to you via mm-hmm. your vendors? Um, I feel like we could have a whole topic about buses because like it, it, if they show up really early, it kind of throws off all kinds of timing. If they show up too late, you're missing part of your cocktail hour. Like I feel like we have a whole podcast on just the busing situation. (laughs) Um, but we're up against our clock here. So, uh, any last thoughts? I mean, this is definitely wasn't supposed to be a downer. This was supposed to be a constructive thing based (laughs) on what our, what we're experiencing right now. No, it was a good, it's a good, good podcast i'm just breaking your stones because i thought i had a good topic but we'll push that off and we missed jordan on this one um i'm sure he would have plenty of great stories too you know uh, any veteran in this industry regardless of um you know what hat you wear at events you've encountered these things i I actually believe they make all of us stronger uh people in what we do and (coughs) you know we have all, like when I started my catering world and now I'm in the entertainment world, we've all learned to fix things that we would have never fixed before. I mean, back at Camp Mandu, I'll never forget, I used to have to climb on the roof and reset the air conditioning system. Like, 
I knew nothing about industrial air conditioners, but you know, I, I learned the tricks to get that system going. And you know, how do you rig a sound system? Or you know, uh, a couple months back when we had a problem with a van, and you know, how do you get equipment from point A to point B if the van breaks down? I, I mean, um, you gotta always have a backup plan, and and you gotta think on your toes. Again, panicking doesn't fix anything. So I mean, that, that, that's gonna be the way I'm gonna. And my thought process, Dylan, is, yep. you know, you know, you could prepare for the worst, but, you know, I, I don't want to curse, but ish happens, as they say. And, uh, you know, just run with the punches and don't panic and keep the end goal in mind. Like, you know, this is somebody's day. In fact, I I started chatting before online with, you know, somebody who posted something pretty negative on, on Facebook, not having anything to do with us, but just you know, shame on small business owners for letting the government, you know, shut you down. And I kind of went back at him and I said, you know, there are things that are out of your control. You could pivot only so much, but um, you got to have the end game. And my point to him was, you know, venues, DJs, photographers, we can't just put our hands up and say, you know, we're going to go bankrupt. Like we have what, two, 300 events on the books that are relying on us. So, and we take that very seriously. Yeah. Uh, Man, I, there's I my agree. preach. <laughs> yeah, well, you need help off the soapbox. <laughs> you can have the rest of the box, man. It's it's yours. Let's tie this thing up. No, it, it, we. Cindy's right. You know, having the vendors uh, that have your back, working with them. Um, we say it every week. You know, trust those who trust each other. That, that's huge. Um, but I think we're good, man. I I think that. If families just take a little bit more ownership in asking the question, what do you do when things go wrong? Hear the answer. You're going to hear a lot about the professionalism that comes from uh, from that company that you're vetting uh, and what type of process they have in place. Uh, you'll hear all kinds you, of great things. You know what's interesting, Dylan? Um, you know, at weddings, the best man and the maid of honor are really assigned the task to support the bride or the groom. That doesn't happen in the mitzvah world. You know, every once in a while I hear – Oh, you know, if anything happens, tell my sister, you know, the, the, the mom's sister or something like that. Like, you know, she's been in the business, you know, but like sometimes you don't want to go to the host and hostess and bring them down and say, hey, there's a problem. So, you know, maybe it makes sense to assign a, you know, trusted friend or family member uh, certain responsibilities, you know. That's a great idea. Give, a, give an uncle responsibility like, hey, if there's any problems with the kids, you're in charge. Um Maybe it's easier said than done, but, you know, bridesmaids and groomsmen have always been great assets to me. Um, I only wish there was a you know, equal in the mitzvah world. I think that the short answer there is uh, an accountability, like, partner in the planning process that once you have that type of person um, – <laughs> Cindy goes, it's called an event planner. <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah. that is the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and 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 Cindy, I you know, Dylan, can you pop that post up there? Cindy <laughs> yeah. says it's called an event planner, and and there's your difference of a hiring a decorator and hiring an event planner. Decorator is going to come, they're going to do a beautiful job, drop things off, and then you know you don't see them again. The event planner that stays on site is our go-to for everything, and, and yeah, they they are the eyes and the ears of the family. Thank you, Cindy. Yep, the way that I've described it in the past is uh, for a football analogy because you know I'm a football guy. Uh, we are the quarterback, and then the event planner or that that brain behind the operation 
is the head coach calling in the play, and and we're yeah. you know we're at, out there to execute it. We're the talent, and they're the ones that see everything from the eagle eye. Um, but man, let, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, let's let's tie a bow on it. Uh, the takeaway here for when things go wrong is uh, something will go wrong, and hopefully you'll never ever notice it when you hire the really great professionals that exist in the industry now. Um, but if they do, there's no reason to panic. There's no reason to get upset. There's no, you know, it's larger than life. And when you hire the right people who know what they're doing, I've never seen a problem that couldn't have been resolved. And I've been doing it 11 years. You've been doing it even longer. So um, I think where we, where that comes from is is a place of, of experience. So outside of that, uh, Mike, it's been fun. I, I feel like I've been shot out of a cannon since we started this thing. But uh, Mastering Mitzvahs, episode 64, thank you so much much tune in every week where we got all kinds of fun stuff cooking up for you uh for your mental planning process mike anything perfect i'm gonna say good night be safe we'll see you back here next week (laughs) 